Hey, what up, y'all? It's Norm, and I would like to welcome you back to uh, number 15 of Faith and Beliefs Refuted. Uh, today, David is going to get into um, the title is What Happens If I Don't Become a Mormon? And he's going to talk about heaven and hell and the Mormon belief on that. So we are going to let him go ahead and get started. And then, as usual, I'll jump in when I need to jump in. And there will be some jumping in in this one. Uh, again, this is not me refuting that this is what the Mormons believe. Sometimes we, I, I have to make corrections or at least inform you of what Mormons believed when I was a Mormon 20 years ago when I left. And again, here is evidence that this is an ever-changing, ever-evolving religion because they don't even believe the same things now that they did when I was a Mormon uh, 20 some years ago. So we are going to jump in, let David do his thing. Uh, we'll see if we get an ad here or not. So let's go. With over 10,000 titles, it would be impossible for us to show you everything on pureflix.com. I think it's pretty safe to say that every single church out there claims to be the one and only true church or religion, right? I don't know what the Grinch had to do with that, but um, I'm going to say no. Uh, Christianity does claim to be the one true religion because that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. And so it is through Christ. Uh, I don't think um, every church in Christianity is going to step out and say that they are the true church. Uh, Baptists still believe that Presbyterians uh, are Christians. And as much as Methodists and Episcopalians and so on are moving away from orthodoxy, Many of them still remain orthodox in their beliefs and their fundamentals of Christianity. So this is this is something that I was taught when I was younger is that all Christian religions were warring against each other. Uh, again, it's the it's the narrative given for uh, making Joseph Smith's first vision a necessity that all the churches were saying, no, that one's false and this one's wrong. You know, I uh, would probably be best described as a um, Baptist, credo-Baptist, uh, confessional, um, so many ways to describe, but uh, I believe in believer's baptism and I have my brothers who are Presbyterian who believe in pedo-baptism, but it doesn't mean that we think they're false. Um, they are Christians. So this is a misleading statement. Um, there are very few churches that claim to be the one and only true church. The Mormon church is one of them, Jehovah's Witnesses, Seventh-day Adventists, things like that. Um, Generally, they turn out to be groups that were following a false prophet. All three of those groups qualify. Uh, the Mormons had Joseph Smith and the successor to prophets. Jehovah's Witnesses, Charles Taze, Charles Taze Russell, um, false prophet. Uh, Seventh-day Adventists, um, 
and I'm trying to remember. Mary Baker Eady was Christian Science, so Ellen G. White, I believe, is the uh, the prophetess of Seventh-day Adventism. Most people would consider Seventh-day Adventists to be Orthodox in their Christianity. Others will dispute that. Um, I haven't looked into enough of Seventh-day Adventism to make a distinguish uh, to distinguish one way or the other. So, all that to say, um, no, David, not every church believes that uh, they are the one and only true church, as in denomination and so on. But yes, Christianity believes that they are the one true religion. The only way to salvation is through faith in Christ, repentance, and faith in Christ. Well, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is no exception. We do claim to be Christ's restored church, but what do Latter-day Saints believe is going to happen to you if you don't get baptized into our church? Hellfire and damnation? Take a deep breath. Let's work through it. Not all, but some Christian denominations simply teach that if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior, you will be sent to hell. If that's true, the vast majority of humanity is doomed to eternal torment. So, I, I watched this video once. I don't remember seeing all these little clips. Um, great use of, uh, I can't even say pop culture because all this stuff is like 10 to 15 years old. So, a um, little behind the times, David. I'm sure you could find uh, a few clips that are more modern but so yes uh and all these fall in line with what jesus taught uh john three eighteen: those who do not believe are condemned already you know it, the continuation from the most famous verse that everybody knows for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life uh verse Okay, might as well find it and read 16, 17, and 18. I have 16 and 17 memorized. I don't really uh, memorize 17, but um, yeah, live videos. Um, you think I would prepare for this? But you know, we we just roll with the punches. So, John 3. We'll start with 3:16, and we'll read. For God so loved the world that whoever that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that in or that but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. So, again, Jesus makes it clear here that he is the way to salvation, the only way to salvation. And if you do not believe in Jesus, then you are not saved, that you are condemned. And, that's the, and then we see in other places where Jesus talks about... Uh, Wide is a path that leads to destruction, and many are there that find it. But narrow is the way that, that leads to life, and few are there that find it. 
So what David just said that most Christian churches believe fall in line with what Jesus said. It's not quite that simple to Latter-day Saints. Our beliefs about heaven and hell are a bit different. For example, we believe that heaven has a few different degrees to it, which we often refer to as kingdoms of glory. The kingdom where God the Father and Jesus Christ live is called the celestial kingdom. Those that will go here are those who accept Jesus Christ, repent of their sins, strive to keep the commandments, and receive certain ordinances by proper authority, such as baptism. The next kingdom down is called the terrestrial kingdom. Those that go here are good people, but people who were blinded by the craftiness of men or people, even Latter-day Saints, who were not valiant in the testimony of Jesus during their lives. While Christ may not live in this kingdom, we believe he will still visit and minister to these people from time to time. So, is this kingdom hell? No. I mean, you might consider it hell in that you have to live with the fact that you could have inherited the celestial kingdom, but this is, this is still a kingdom of heaven. Christ will still be here. People will still be happy here. And the last kingdom is called the Telestial Kingdom. This is where the worst that humanity had to offer will go. But even here, the people will obtain a certain level of happiness. Christ will not go here, but the Holy Ghost will visit from time to time. The point is, no matter what religion you belong to, Latter-day Saints believe a form of heaven awaits you. Now, don't get me wrong. If there are things we haven't repented of, we're going to have to suffer for them. But eventually, everyone will either end up in the Celestial, Terrestrial, or Telestial Kingdom. They're not all equal in awesomeness, but they're all heaven. Okay, so let's uh, let's take a look at this and examine where they come up with this. All this comes up came from one misinterpreted verse, uh, or not verse, but one section of scripture that Joseph Smith completely misinterpreted. First um, Corinthians fifteen, the resurrection body, and we'll start there at verse thirty-five. Uh, but someone asks, will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish person, what does it sow? What you sow does not, excuse me, come to life until it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel. Perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for human, another for animals, another for bird, and another for fish. I want, I'm reading all of this to keep everything in context. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for star is different from star in glory. So it is, so it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised with power. Da 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 and on and on and on. Um, and then at the very end, uh, it's not this verse, or not this chapter, but Jesus continues on, um, or Paul, Jesus, sorry. Paul continues on, for this perishable body must put on imperishable, this mortal body put, must put on. And then they, they, he goes into talking about uh, moving from glory to glory and so on. And this is where this teaching comes from, of the three glories, and it's that. And that has nothing to do with levels of heaven or glories of the sun. You know, he, he's literally talking about different types of heavenly bodies, sun, moon, stars. And the different, you know, brilliance that we see of those and so on. So 
that's where all of this comes from. Um, but again, we come to a place where he is literally denying um, what Jesus said. Mormonism is essentially claiming that everybody goes to one level of heaven or another and that the the punishment and the torment and so on is only on a mental level that the that we didn't achieve our full potential um that 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 flies in the face of everything that is taught in the bible about judgment and uh and um sin judgment repentance and the gospel and so on many people feel like that's a patronizing doctrine because obviously nobody wants to be in a lower kingdom but it's actually quite merciful if the only other option is an eternal hell which in many religions it is of course everyone's goal should be to live worthily of the celestial kingdom so the next question is do i have to be a latter-day saint in order to enter the celestial kingdom the short answer is no people back in christ's day weren't called latter-day saints moses technically wasn't a latter-day saint what matters is that we meet the requirements that Christ has set. One of those requirements is baptism by the authority of the priesthood. We believe that authority is only found within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So there's the catch. So the answer is no, but by implication, yes. So again, here is the disingenuineness, if that's a word, it is now, I just made it up, of the Mormon teaching. He just said to you, no. And then he said to you, yes. The answer is yes, period, point blank. And no, according to what they say, in Jesus' day, they weren't called Latter-day Saints because, of course, now this is the Latter Days and that was not the Latter Days. But the church that Jesus organized is the same church. And so he's literally lying to you and then giving you the truth. And this is the stuff that really, really irritates me when I look at this. Because he literally just said no because, and then used some, some semantics. And, well, they weren't called Latter-day Saints, but you have to follow everything that the Latter-day Saints and believe that the Latter-day Saints. And you have to believe that Joseph Smith is a prophet and all this other stuff. And when you really dig deep down into what they really teach, you have to. According to the the teachings of Joseph Smith and other places and other prophets, you can't even get into the celestial kingdom without the stamp of Joseph Smith, the, his seal of approval. So here's the disingenuine uh, teachings and explanations of Mormonism. And yeah, I get a little irritated when I hear stuff like this. One of the purposes of Latter-day Saint temples is to perform proxy baptisms for people who have died that didn't have the opportunity to learn about Christ and be baptized during their lifetime. Those people who have passed on, now spirits, will have the opportunity to accept or reject that proxy baptism. We do not consider people who are baptized by proxy to be Latter-day Saints because we don't know whether or not they accept that baptism. Even okay, there's a couple of things here. One... <laughs> It makes no sense to say that they have the opportunity to accept or reject. Because, again, when when you look at the spirit spiritual kingdom or whatever, however you want to look at it, um, once you've died and you're in a place where 
Jesus is coming supposedly to the spirit prison for those who are not in paradise and he is teaching and so on and you're seeing that everything you heard about Jesus was real why what <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense that anyone would reject that baptism that comes first of all again it comes from a mistranslated verse that Joseph Smith read that is literally Paul rebuking the practice of baptisms for the dead um and so but again if 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 somebody were had died and then realized Jesus is coming and teaching here and sharing this gospel and now I can be baptized no one would reject it and the fact that he says that they don't consider them latter-day saints because they don't know if they accepted it or rejected it or not is again a fallacy and a false statement because it was not very long ago, and well, maybe it actually was, probably 15 years or more, that baptisms, endowments were done for Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun, and they were added to the roles of the LDS Church as, as members who were dead, and that was what caused the Anti-Defamation League to come up in arms against the Mormon church because why on earth would you do temple ceremonies and so on for Adolf Hitler? Again, and then he popped up the picture of, of Hitler with the, tele to the telestial kingdom of, you know, even Hitler, unrepentant, killed 60 million Jews, according to this video, is in the telestial kingdom. This isn't even 60 million or 6 million Jews killed by this guy doesn't even warrant him punishment in outer darkness. Mind you, again, I'm the guy that gets to go to outer darkness, according to Mormon teaching. But Hitler, no, uh, endowments, baptisms for the dead, all that stuff done for him and Ava Braun, he's good. He's good. He, Hitler, according to what the Mormons have done, could be in the celestial kingdom right now. Let that sink in. Now, granted, I believe repentance. Paul, murderer. I believe that, I, but, and I don't know. I don't know where Hitler was when he died. I don't know if he was repentant or what. But, as far as we know, there was no sign of repentance. There was no fruit in keeping with repentance for him. But, could have repented, but according to the Mormon church, he died and somebody went through steps to get all the things done, all the work done, so that he could potentially move on to the celestial kingdom. Let that resonate just for a little bit while he finishes. Even if they do accept it, I doubt the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints exists in the afterlife the same way it does here. Our scriptures simply... Why would it not? It's the, ever, it's the fullness of the everlasting gospel. It is the church that Christ uh, organized. Um, it, it, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? We believe that, that as Christians, we believe we'll still worship and uh, Christ in, in the afterlife and so on and many of the the things we won't have, uh, you know, 
won't be exactly the same, but the, the church will still be gathered in heaven. Those who were called out and set apart and um, saved by Christ will still exist in heaven. So why wouldn't the LDS church uh, continue on in the way, especially if it's everlasting? Teach all who have died without a knowledge of this gospel, who would have received it if they had been permitted to tarry, shall be heirs of the celestial kingdom of God. Also, all that shall die henceforth without a knowledge of it, who would have received it with all their hearts, shall be heirs of that kingdom. For I, the Lord, will judge all men according to their works, according to the desire of their hearts. The last point I want to make is this. God is fair. He's not looking for excuses to bar you from heaven. He wants you there. He's your judge, and he'll look at everything when making the final call. Your circumstances, beliefs, biology, genetics, culture, everything. Scripturally, we have many verses where God says he will not hold him guiltless, who takes his name in vain. All liars will have their portion in the lake of fire. Sexual immorality, all these things, all these places where we see what God says. And God being fair has to be a good judge. And so justice has to be meted out. So those people who do not repent and put their faith and trust in the real, true Jesus Christ will not, uh, will not be saved. And the fair God, God who is fair, who is a good judge, will, will judge them according to their works. And if you've broken one of his laws, you've broken the whole of the law. And we see all these scenes over and over and over again where it, it makes it very clear that uh, sin requires punishment and God will punish those sins. It's either punished on Christ 2,000 years ago on the cross or those people will be punished for that. Jesus makes it clear in Matthew 7 in the, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus makes it very clear that uh, there are those who are going to believe that they are saved and they're going to come to him and say, Lord, Lord, do we not do these things in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You know, the whole issue of baptism with the dead, Jesus, again, makes it very clear that, that it is appointed once for man to die and then judgment. Hebrews 9, I believe. Hebrews 9 or Hebrews 6. It's either 9, 6 or 6, 9. I, I forget. But Hebrews makes it clear that we are appointed once for men to die and then judgment. There is no second chance after we are dead. We have to repent, put our trust in the true Jesus Christ here on earth. And, and, and it's not by works. It's not by anything that we do. It is simply by faith and trust in him. If you're simply doing your very best to live a Christ-like life during your time on this little blue planet, I'm confident that no matter your religion, you're going to be comfortable with where you end up in the eternities. Or the Latter-day Saint perspective is wrong and we're all in serious trouble. Check out the links in the description for more info. And that's where we're going to leave it. The Latter-day Saint position is wrong. It, is, it, it violates everything that scripture says and ultimately it calls Jesus... The, the Jesus of the Bible, it calls him a liar. It, it calls scripture a liar. Everywhere where Jesus said, talked about hell and talked about condemnation for those who don't repent and don't believe, and everywhere where Paul talked about justice and, and sin and punishment, it is calling it a liar. And that is 
that means that they are in serious trouble. Exactly what David said. That LDS position is wrong. And those people are in serious trouble, which is why so many of us go spend so much time at the temple witnessing to, to anyone who will talk to us and out on the streets and, and sharing the gospel and handing out tracts and talking to people about Jesus. It's because we understand that that if those people die without repenting and putting their faith in Christ, they are going to be cast into hell eternally and justly. And so, yeah, the Mormon position is wrong. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to end it with the way we always do. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.